always listening to this podcast. I could take a bus and yell at the window of the bus and I get a bigger crowd listening to your podcast. Jesus Christ. It was so fucking funny, man. Ma, ma, ma. All right, let's juice. Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Joust. My name is Liam McNeil. As always, I'm joined by my co-host Liam McNeil. Uh, now, Nathan Wright, mate, how long has it been since we had you back? Uh, a little under three years, my friend. A little under three years, and it was a bit, it's a bit of a case of fate that we have you back on the show this very week, Nathan. Now, um, for some of our more seasoned listeners, they might remember the last time you were on. It was quite a time back. For but for some of our newer listeners, can you? Quickly run through the topic that we discussed the very week we had you on back in, I believe, 2017. It was 2017. Your lovely self was over in Canada at mm. the time, and I was, uh, it was coerced. Chi- it was I a chick say. thing. It was a chick, chick thing. thing. Uh, and aren't they all? Um, and I was I was coerced by Nagy to come mm. onto the podcast, mainly probably out of guilt and me nagging Nagy, mm. as it would be. But it was actually against the Storm. It was a Knights game against the Storm, mm-hmm. and then it was a different Knights team but the same night's result mm. so i am now the night's feast storm loss correspondent of the joust i'm and what officially a cor- saying it look what a correspondent to have you know obviously given the weekend's result we need that kind of a correspondent we need that kind of person who has insights specifically into what it's like losing to melbourne well i'm really good at um the knights losing by by scoring 12 points and losing mm. to melbourne but i'm actually really good at leaving a knights game when they win against melbourne which is which i think is my newcastle knights legacy if i might say now we were discussing this at the pub um but, but nathan fill the listeners in on uh, the backstory there as you mentioned I something th- flipped the script and you were maybe not in the right place at the right time. No, and it was a selfish thing um, because this was a game in the cold of winter and I had the luxury of not being in the stands but being in a box seat <laughs> paid by Lion Nathan. Uh, we sold a lot of kegs of gold one year and they decided mm-hmm. to give me and my boss um, a couple of tickets and it's probably colloquially known as the Storm game or the comeback game, mm-hmm. um, which I ended up not seeing and finding out the next day because I left with 10 minutes to go when the Knights came in and scored a couple of tries to win. And that sideline conversion was directly mm. in front of where I was sitting in the box. But I- I'd like to say that I don't have much blame in that because everyone <laughs> else just effed off as well. Well, now, uh, a good friend of mine, Nathan Spruce, dear fan of the show, he, um, he was there as well. Now, he prides himself. This is what one of the one of the pillars of his being is that he never never leaves before full time. He's one of the you know the few people and you know it, it's hard if you're losing blah 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 to to not leave before full time. Exactly. But he, he stayed. He was one of the few. He said that it was like the you know the wild west around him. There was of bloody, course what are the, the tumbleweeds tumble is what weeds. you're looking for. A, the weeds yeah, that tumble. The weeds that tumble. And you know what? I hope he kept that up. And there was years and years and years that I guarantee that he left during the ending moments of the game because we're getting flogged the well, whole time. Well, yeah, it definitely happened quite uh, with quite regular. But but we digress. Now, we have to, we do have more to talk about about Melbourne and losing against oh, them. Oh, ready to go. But, but look, let's, um, let's start with the news, I reckon, right? Let's start with the news. There's a couple of big things happening in the news this week. Now... Good evening, this is the NRL News. Oh my god, that's our new soundbite. I just wanted to do something there. It was was empty space and I was like, do it. We don't want that dead air. Fuck that. We don't want dead air in this show. Now, news. This is absolutely enormous 
Nathan, Pom, Josh, all the men in the room here, we're witnessing history. So I wanted you all to be a part of this by, you know, having your name input into the show. We'll put it, put your faces in in post. Now, Caelan Ponger, as of today, has officially signed a four year, is it? 20, what year is it now? 2020? Yes. So he signed a $4.4 million deal that will take him through to the end of 2024, $1.1 million a year. It's not enough. I was going to say, how far into that contract do we get before we realise we've got a bargain? Um, I reckon today. Yeah. The, 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 I, the, yeah. The, the only other time that we think that it, we've overpaid for him, if mm-hmm. he blows out his ACL and he's not the same again. Oh, look, we, we'll buy him a new one. Because th- you think about like um, the Tigers with Tedesco. Mm-hmm. They spent money on him and he left for more money because mm-hmm. they couldn't pay him. But he was a different player. He had injury. He had a running style that proved himself to injury. Ponga has none of this. Mm. Ponga is proven. Ponga is origin. Ponga is Australian. Ponga is life. Ponga is God. Mm-hmm. You pay that man. Yes, absolutely. Exactly. You pay Peace him what he's Ponga. worth and you pay him... Look, it, it, I know there's certain religious factions that uh, have a practice called tithing, which is where they take 10% of your uh, paycheck to donate to the religion to help the religion going. Now, I absolutely. personally... Um, I would be very happy if, uh, say, Newcastle City Council, um, the, the the City Council of Lake Macquarie and uh, Maitland City Council all came together. Bring and Singleton said, in too. I don't care. Like, it strings up the valley. Let's get the minor money in this. Let's get the miners' money in. Let's say, look, we're get, we're all going to uh, uh, beholden ourselves to the to the to the pastime of tithing, mm. and we're all going to give ten percent of our income to the various you know municipal councils. Yes. And then they will give that all to the Knights to give to Kalen because I think it's what he deserves. And add it on to the rates. And you know what? I'm mm. going to do the brave thing here and I'll be a intermediary to this. I will take all the cash. It has to be cash. No mm-hmm. direct deposit. No. Nope. And I will... Unmarked bills. Launder it, mm-hmm. should you say, <clears throat> at various poker machines around, um, mm-hmm. around Newcastle, giving back to local businesses and then taking what profit I make, because I will make profit, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in turn... But at least we'll be subsidising it, and we can, you know what? In short order, if I subs- if I actually want to increase some of it from my mm. own wealth as well, I reckon we pay him double by tomorrow. Now, I'm glad you brought that up, Nathan, because as listeners may not know this, but Nathan is actually the uh, the Joust accountant. He's the uh, the finance guy behind the Joust. He's the reason we have these beautiful pop filters, these microphones, these tissues. Mm. Hell, the bloody the. Hand sanitizer. You've got a yeah. deal. I still mean to bring mine from home, so I don't know when that's coming in. But yes, It'll this is... Uh, we still got to bring your own. It'll turn up. you yeah. got to bring your own. But yeah, no, look, it's... Um, to have Pong and to have, obviously, Nathan on our behalf as part of the Joust, the finance man, broker in the deal, fantastic. I think it's a wonderful deal. I agree. I would have loved to have seen a 10-year deal as Manly have done with Jay Cherry Evans, as Tamalolo, Cowboys yeah. have done with Tamalolo. That particularly is looking like to be a, a bargain already. Mm. So I would have loved for the club to say, you know what? Let's give him a decade. I would love to see that too. I feel like his agent may be saying something of the contrary. Maybe he wants to go. Father, there you go. Andre, he was signed with Wade Rushton, but uh, now Papa Andre. Well, there you go. Like, you've got someone getting in there. Might want to have a bit of a churn. um, A churn. A chur at uh, New Zealand Rugby. Um, but who knows? I reckon knows? the agent here is um, a bit of an issue. And we've got more agent news in the news. We do if you're a fan of segues, you'd be very happy with that one. That was a fantastic segue because we're launching into a bit of agent news now. This is a bit of the the seedy... Un- and we were discussing at the pub earlier. Mm. We think... Now, Nathan and I have come to this conclusion. And I think you jazz listeners will uh, agree with us on this one. But there's been... How many seasons of Underbelly? There's been about eight. Not enough. Not enough. Exactly. And you know what the next one needs to be? 
underbelly NRL player agents. Absolutely. Because they are a greasy bunch. They are greasy. And uh, Isaac Moses is the mm. agent in the news at the moment. Um, apart from, again, uh, religious connotations aside, <laughs> I think he needs to have his own season. Because mm. I think you pointed this out to me, mate. He's got fingers in a lot of pies in rugby league. <sighs> More no, so than the players, mate, if you know what I mean. He's, he's got more fingers in in a pie than, I don't know, some joke about Derby's pies. They had made a lot of pies. You know what? If you put a finger in every Derby's pie, it's a lot of pies. It's a lot, of, a lot, lot of, of burnt fingers. A lot I've of been into a lot of pies that have burnt my tongue on. But anyway. But yeah, no, Isaac Moses. So what's he done? Now, what he's done is um, he's lost his accreditation. Oh, no, I'd really like you to explain this to me because... It, I've read an article about mm-hmm. it, and there was a lot of, um, how you say, legalese or mm. circular talking, yeah. which you have in a lot of press conferences. But when you bring lawyers into it, mm. it's a whole kettle of fish. Isn't it? So and ke- I'm not a fisherman, so I don't understand what happens I'm in a kettle, kettle of fish. I'm not a kettle, so honestly, <laughs> what Why are, are they do? putting the fish in the kettle? Oh, well, look, you know, like I think if you Surely put it in a boats- kettle... You know, cooks them quicker. You know, you get steamed fish straight up. But, yeah, you know, point, then again, I'm no chef or a scientist. <laughs> and look, we're not, we, we cannot stress strongly enough that we are not trained chefs, nor are we trained scientists. Or so. are we fish or are we kettles? No, but, neither. But let's get we into the legal matters because we are lawyers. <laughs> the legal matters. Now, what does this mean? Again, as people who have had significant brushes with the law, what does it mean for Isaac Moses and his accreditation and not being able to represent his players because God knows he's got a lot of people on the books he's got and coaches and coach I believe he's got 15 Broncos on his books he's got Anthony Seabold on his books Mm. I believe Adam O'Brien may be on his books it could be slander let's just let's say perhaps no fuck it we got it we can say what we want yeah that's it Isaac run at us buddy have a hit up Um, yes but look I think and and this is something that's been discussed in certain uh, certain sections of the media but my god don't NRL player agents have a lot of power but that's the thing. They have mm. all the player and all the mm. bargaining agreement. And that's why you, we need to have the newest underbelly season. Now, this this has come to to, um, to light because of um, a thing that happened with Tim Manor. Um, false Mind evidence misleading. Manners. And that's what I think we should call the new mm. season. Underbelly, NRL, mind your manners. I love it, righty. I love it. We've got, um, obviously, you know, uh, people over at Channel 9, the Packers, very big fans of the show. Mm. Underbelly and... Channel 9 show, NBN, so I assume they'll be um, consulting with us for some, uh, you know, obviously... At least there's a writer's credit involved at all there, maybe an executive producer. Producing would be nice, but anyway, we'll, um, look, we'll get on to, uh, we'll get on to the Packers and we'll get back to you, Jousters, because obviously uh, that's top of the priorities list, but even more so in the priorities list, crowds will be back! Back in the game! July 1, baby, July 1, crowds will be back! New financial year... Knew you in the stadium. I didn't make that work very well, but that's what's going to happen. I think you made it work beautifully. I think you made it work absolutely superbly. (laughs) Now, from July 1, the state government has permitted stadiums to allow up to 25% of their capacity. Now, obviously, there will be some sort of social uh, social distancing rules applying. They might have, you know, like the laser wash car wash. Yeah, perfect. You know, they might have that, but with mm. hand sanitizer as you're walking through, or, or like, you know, the thing at the airport that spins around to yep. detect if you got a bomb. It's yep, like that, that's but, it. but with sanitizer. So you go in, you put your hands up, spread your feet, and it goes around you spraying sanitizer perfect. on. Obviously, that's a that's an option. Um, you know, what other masks? Team themed masks. I think I they should have the old style nineteen seventies, nineteen eighties sort of TV show mum's hairdresser things that come down. The mu- 
We know they're getting the perm done. The they perm sit, machine. They, they sit there. Yeah. And it's just like, you just watch the game like that. You know, you get your hair washed, you get it dry, but in the in the cone of silence, if you will. Well, yeah, so <clears> what <throat> you're suggesting now, now what I, and what I love is a mashup between Mad, uh, between, not Mad Max. Mad Men. No. <laughs> Agent 99 and... Oh, this is... Uh, the what? Cone of Silence. Of course it's the Cone of yeah. Silence. It's Get Smart. Yeah, so what you're suggesting is kind of a matchup of Get Smart and uh, every kind of 60s era show where they've had the thing on the on the, the perm on the head. Exactly. So we... All right, so yeah, I like this. So we're... You'd have to obviously spread them one and a half metres apart. Um, although, I speak well, of hospitality. So it's one per four square metres. Yes, and this is, this is where you're getting into it. The one mm. per four square meters. Mm. But, and we've had to do this a lot in the hospitality game, mm-hmm. which will be, I'm sure, coming up later. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you can be in the same family or the same household and sit next to each other, but you can't be more than one minute, half meters close, unless you're dining together. Ah. And then you can be in the same thing. So there's a meat pie at the footy. That's a, a dining, that's a dining and option. Of course it is. It's so a main you, meal. But you can't book any more than tables of 10. No, of course not. So you can have 10 of your mates a meter and a half from each other with 10 of your mates and then so forth, so forth. I mean, the next row, you just skip. Screw mm, the next row. Skip the next row. And then you just keep going on. So you're going 10, empty. 10, empty. 10. And what, if, what if, say for example, for our, our less sociable jousters, what if I can't find 10 friends? You know what? Just find one. I'll find one. We've already got one. We've got one. Over. We're in. Now, We're in. Oh, isn't it going to be good though? Getting back to the footy, though. You know what? The the only thing better about getting back to the footy is um, not being (laughs) not being at the footy Mm. and listening to the high mic people that are at the footy and the players. Because I've heard more CNFs than I've ever heard in such a long time picked up by the field mics, and they've it seems like they've mic'd up literally everyone in the stands, all fifty of them. It's fantastic. I hope they mic up everybody in the stands now oh they really should because um, one of the funniest things and uh, to, to cover your point earlier a few of the games earlier in the season where there was not even anyone in the ground mm. you'd still hear people booing when there mm. was someone going for a kick at goal or you know someone's going for a, a touch be it a cardboard cutout <laughs> be it some bloke that got a lottery ticket the to the ground, footy they got the ground effects mic there yeah. and you've got two blokes on the bench <laughs> like, boo what was it they got the ground effects mic here and then they got the other one coming here <laughs> and it's going crazy it's a lot of ground anyway, effects it's a lot it, of ground effects but it is nothing better than seeing a game at the pub if you can't make it to the ground mm-hmm. and if you like segways you'll love this one even even better because Monday night footy's back Monday and there's night, not many league. other places you can see it than at the pub and you know what pub we love right here at the Joust Nathan we love the commie we love the Commonwealth Hotel fantastic it was oh my god it was great to be back there on the weekend I tell you what, it's, probably, no better it's probably my second favourite pub in Newcastle, Ooh. but it's a sponsor of the podcast. I won't <laughs> no, no mention the one that I work at. But Monday Night Footy brought me back memories of um, just being a hospitality patron in mm. Newcastle and just craving the Monday night. This is your Saturday night. Monday night is hospitality Saturday night. And there's nothing better than saying thank you to the circumstances that did this. Probably something we shouldn't joke about too much, but Aiden yeah. Tolman, you are a legend. I love God, you to bits. God bless Aiden Tolman. There's nothing better than um, doing cash up all day and you're just counting money. Yeah. Hopefully there's enough. Hopefully there's, you know, like more than what you should have. <laughs> you're not going to pocket it. Of course you're not. Pocket but it. if yeah, there's not, you, you get the boss on your, on your case yeah. if, if there's not enough. But then at seven o'clock every Monday night, there used to be a football game and it used to be shit. And it used to be <laughs> one of the worst ones of the week, but at least 
you wouldn't care because you mm-hmm. get to the pub at four, you'd bet on dish liquors and whatever's running at, fu- at, at fucking <laughs> Wellington or whatever. And then you would just be toasty for the, for the whatever game it was. And this week we had one that probably outdid any other Monday night football. Bulldogs Roosters. Oh, what a clash of titans. <laughs> it was a bloodbath. But wasn't it good just to be watching footy on a Monday? It was so like good. Again, hospitality types, I, Monday I, is... I don't even care, but I know our, that you know yeah. that Monday night is the best night to drink of all week. And, oh, the, and the listeners and the viewers know that as well. Monday night mm-hmm. is the best night of the week to drink. Agreed. The, the Tuesday even hangover doesn't count. Hos- even it if doesn't you're matter. not in hospitality. If you're just no. in... As I, I've <clears> moved from hospitality now, Monday, Friday, 9 to 5. <clears> even I want to get pissed on a of Monday night. Of course you do. Mondays suck. It no does. matter what industry you work in, Mondays suck. The only thing that can help you in that is drinking bulk piss mm-hmm. and then watching blokes run at each other. And reading a bit of Garfield. Because you know what he thought? Mondays like, suck. You know what? I love my yucks. I love my funny pages <laughs> and Garfield's top 10 for my eyes. All right? The Wizard of Id comes close, but Garfield's up it there. It was good. It was good. I was also Hagar the Horrible. Well, he looks, he looks a lot like yourself, my He does. Friend. Thank you. That's Actually, it. I look a lot a like yourself. He was a bit of an inspiration <laughs> to us. Obviously, to the both of us. Played a huge part in our childhood. <sighs> so, uh, what have we got? We've got... Oh! Why does... Oh, now... Jess, you're going to have to bear with us for a second because Nathan and I, we had a bit of a heated discussion at the pub. Heated oh. in that we were both on the same side. And it's similar to, as you Jess would know, Nagy and I, we tend to get in the same point of view and we argue and we argue and we're both just yelling the same thing. And now Nathan and I got into a, a bit of this, uh, I want to say yelling agreement. Where we just yell in agreement with each other about very, very passionate in our agreements. Is I got what a we new were. pair of shoes, right? For and congratulations for that, by the way. I didn't. I forgot to. Uh, so the, well, the thing's not the here thing's anymore. The thing's not here. That's okay. Let's just air fist bump. Yeah. Congratulations yeah. on your new pair of shoes. Thank you very much. It was yeah, it's a birthday thing that we do that the missus and I we we buy each other shoes on our birthday. Mm. And um, I used to be a, a, a ten and a half. Now. I've so been shopping shrunk. around for shoes a bit over the last two to three years. Mm. And you know what I've noticed? And I think you mentioned that you noticed as well. Where are all the half no sizes? No half sizes. No half sizes. When, when did we as a society decide that... Can I? Yeah, of course. I think it's probably for you. Go for the Jousters and Nag is replacing Nathan. How are you? <laughs> no. No. I'm on camera. I can't. Nag, I'll see you later. Okay, Bye. <laughs> Anyway. I knew he'd he I knew he had to. Gone. My he phone's off. The, he loves the show. He, he really, really he loves, likes he loves the show. So, Thank yeah. you for letting me get that too, by the way. No, you, that's You would have right. had to hand it to me anyway. Oh, I would have just had to pass it on to you. Yeah, but you, what happened to half sizes in shoes? Um, the same with footy boots. So tangentially related to footy. Yeah, let's make it so, as yeah. related to footy yeah. as we can. I, um, I've i put on a pair of footy, shoe, um, footy boots once, mm-hmm. um, and that was under 12s. And uh, <laughs> I never looked back because I never played again. Yeah. And even then it frustrated me because they weren't mine <laughs> and they're a half size too small. So huh. shoes are, in general, shit. Mm. In general. Terrible. Everything about shoes I enjoy. I'm a bit of a, sh- a bit of a sneakerhead, mm-hmm. you know. Like after watching, you know, the last dance again, seeing all those Air Jordans popping up, fantastic. Nikes, I know the size of. Adidas, I don't know the size of. It, it should be the same. And you know what? This it is the this is the, the most pressing issue in footwear as well, mm-hmm. by the way. Yes, about oh, the half shoe sizes, not about anything else that relates to footwear, including slave wages and child well, wages. No, that's, and that's, yeah, it doesn't matter. It's if, the half sizes. If they got it right. It would be fine. They wouldn't need to. Play. Not the children, the companies. The company. Yeah. Definitely not the children. They're doing their best. <laughs> They're doing their best. And I try not to think about it. But <laughs> the companies having half sizes, like, I can fit into some shoe that I want, but, like, you can buy a same shoe that you bought mm. five years ago 
hopefully they lasted that long because they don't. They do not. They just don't make them and like they And if you try to, to buy them again, it's the wrong size. It's exactly what happened with Maybe this I very am pair blaming of the children. Maybe I am blaming the kids. It could be. Well, it could well be the kids. I kind of hope quali- it is. Look, if you're paying someone 50 cents an hour, the quality control is not going to be great. I feel like I can go after the kids a lot more than I can go <laughs> like over the guy that invented Nike. So Yeah, Stephen Nike. You don't know yeah, about Steve? Yeah, Steve Nike. Actually, his name is very similar to yeah. something like that. <laughs> it was like Phil Nike. I'm pretty sure it's his name. Is like, well, we'll fact check that. Yeah, he, we'll he, he that lives, in, lives in Oregon and he like just throws money at people. Phil Nike. I don't know, but I, I still refuse to call it Nike. It's Nike. Nike or Yeah, it's die. Nike. That's for sure. I'll tell you a, a funny little um, uh, piece of shoe trivia. Ooh. Adidas and Puma were started by brothers. I know this. The Dassler brothers Adi, in Adi, Germany. Adi Dassler Adi and his brother. And his brother Rudolf. I hear we listen to the same podcast. We do. We must <laughs> Apart do. Apart from the jazz. Yes. Incredible. And, There's um, no other podcast apart from the And um, let's get it. Like, and we all, like we do mm. with the jazz, we get into German politics. Mm-hmm. And a soccer match between the two towns that are at um, the... The head, yes. if you will, of the, the, of the yeah, the, the Eddie the Dassler of, of the things. Um, there we go. Yes, Bill Bauman and Phil Knight. I said Phil Nike, but it's Phil Knight. <laughs> no, uh, I don't know. No, I, I was pretty. Thing. I was pretty on it. It's the same thing. But anyway, Eddie and his brother Rudolph, the, Rudolph Dassler. Yeah. yeah, the red nosed Dassler. <laughs> <laughs> they uh, it started sporting empires in separate towns. They lived together. They moved to very close separate towns. And those teams would play each other. And the president of Germany would come and watch them, or the chancellor, if you chance, uh, and wear one Adidas I don't th- I don't and think one Puma to the I don't think we're going to chance with the chancellor of Germany. That's a- <laughs> you know what, Angela? Yeah. She's doing a good job. She can get a chance with me. I'll give her a go. Oh, she can get it. Yeah. That girl can get it. Anyway. I'll tell you what, sexiest uh, head of state since Thatcher. Oh, yeah. Why is it that Thatcher and Merkel always sound like euphemisms for vaginas? It just seriously does. Well, you can't see the, the wrinkles they've got around. You can... It's <laughs> a... the wrong ones. We might need to cut that, listeners. Nope. Yeah, not happening. Mm. But now, we started the show with... Uh, there she is. We started oh, the show... They're side by side and they look hot <laughs> as hell. I still uh, think that I, I haven't lost it. Look at that! <laughs> oh, look at that! There we go! Out. There we go! We have the uh, mm. the Iron Lady in Margaret Thatcher, mm. and then what do we call Andrew? Angela Jerkles? Ooh, maybe a bit of a jerk. I don't, I know. don't know. I don't know how many women I are going to listen to this that I respect. Probably uh, not a lot. So let's go. Uh, she's the uh, you got the uh, the Iron Curtain. Mm-hmm. You just pull that apart, and away you go. <laughs> How are ya? All right, but yeah, uh, we, we probably oh, there's some more because um, Google Merkin. Anyone that wants to do mm. something tonight, Google Merkin, mm-hmm. and uh, Pong's listening. He's <laughs> laughing at the same time. Anyway, if you don't, it's a pubic wig. So, I think there's money to be made there. The pubic wigs. If yeah, like well, we all remember when Andrew Johns had that uh, the red. Mm. You could do like a mate. So what was that? 1994. Like an upstairs. So if we go in 20, yeah, if we had 2024. Mm. You you could feasibly as jazz merchandise. We could sell a matching top and tails. Yeah, top and tails. Carpet drapes. Carpet drapes. Yes. But that's for you. Yes. It's dead. No one answered. Well, that's all right. Now he's pissed off. He was hoping for me. I heard that deep breathing and that was it. That was all, man. I was just... Oh. Whoa. You know, you see people get those phone calls on telly where it's just deep breathing. 
I've always wondered really how we get live feedback from recorded podcasts that it's gets posted incredible. at a later date. But I just love it. I well, don't know how they do it. We're living in the future right here at the uh, at the Joust Knights NRL podcast. We're living in the future. But we got to live in the past a bit, Nathan. Last weekend. we got to live in the past. Can we just talk weekend, about anything 26 else? points to 12. The Newcastle Knights defeated by the Melbourne Storm. And let's just start. Now, Melbourne were back on their bullshit. We all know and it's all been said and it's blah, blah, blah about Melbourne and the wrestle and Melbourne and all this and Melbourne and all that. And they've been doing it for years and all this and all that. And it's all just annoying and it's terrible. Melbourne were as Melbourne as they could be within the new rules Mm. of the set restart that didn't seem to apply too much until the second half. Yeah. But I mean, I'm just going, I could literally just look at the transcript of what I said last time. And they literally, they slow down the ruck. They do what they do. They have an era of professionalism that borders on annoyance. Mm -hmm. They have an era of respect that the Knights, especially back in 2017 when I last talked about it, didn't have, but are starting to gain. Mm. But in this match, it showed. And I think the Knights may have played into that a little bit. Like, I'm going to refer back to a couple of, like, really sort of like easy sort of errors like the completion rate was terrible for the Knights and fantastic mm, for the Storm I think it was yeah Storm completed 90% I think the Knights yeah but that's for the whole low match 80s, uh, low 80s low yeah. 80s I think I think for the first half it was something like 50% of the Knights sets were completed and 100% of the Storm mm. ones were oh look that that first half from us was just unforgivable is a strong word but under mm. the new tutelage of O'Brien that was a fairly unforgivable you, start you've got to think about what he would think about it because like he's come in and seen Instant growth, mm. instant growth, um, and then you come into this game, and it's like it's like when I used to play for the uh, for the Maitland Mustangs against the, the, the Gosford City Rebels in oh, basketball. Oh, you Rams. knew if you were going to Gosford, you were going to lose, and it Oof. didn't matter. Like you were going to lose, it mm. sucked. And you could have like an amazing game, and no matter what you did, you just knew they were a better team. And I kind of feel like that may have been the atmosphere that they've gone into this with. Mm. They still put up a pretty good effort when they realized who they were, like a decent, like a top tier team in mm. this NRL this season, this restarted season. They are top tier. They- and I think that well, that's a very good comparison to draw against uh, the corresponding game last year, where yeah. the Knights had come off the back of a six-match losing streak. And they got completely towelled up by Melbourne. Now, the Knights, as we stand right now, had come off the back of a, uh, not a winning streak, but an undefeated streak. Exactly. And again, they stumbled to stumbled against Melbourne. However, if you compare last year's game with this year's game, there's huge differences. Melbourne last year, at the end of that streak, dominated. I think it was like 36-6 or something like that. Something Whereas along the lines, yeah. In this game, Newcastle played themselves out of the game in the first half. And then in the second half, just didn't have enough to get over the line. But, they but were it was there close. the whole time. This they is were... the hardest thing. Mm. Like getting the two points at the the end of the first half, um, you wouldn't think that actually means much, but it did. Mm. And it didn't mean much at the end. Although if a couple of things went the right way, it would have meant mm. a hell of a lot more than what it did. Like if Ponga decides to pass it to his right, oh. if he decides to pass it to his right, like a couple of minutes into the second half, it's a different story. Righty, I got a quick question for you, mate. Four is bigger than two. Is that correct? That's correct. That's correct. Thank you very much. Now we see here we have four on two. See, to me, that's again, like, that's four, four on one to me. I don't understand what was going <laughs> through his head. He's he's like, we talk him up. 
And rightfully so. He's an incredible player. He, he does mm-hmm. all the right things. He's a young talent. He can kick well. He does all this kind of stuff. But this situation here, he holds it, steps, look to his left. There's three unmarked dudes to his right. You know what? I'm, go- I'm going back on what we said earlier. 4.4 million is too much. 4.3 million. All right, I'll keep the 100,000. After that pass, you can cop it. You keep it. Yeah, I'll keep it. Yeah. I'll put it on black. Fluffy trees. Ooh, yeah, fluffy trees. All right. Um, Yes, but uh, yeah, Caitlin obviously missed the the 4-2, which was just... My God, that was unbelievable. It was just frustrating because you you start seeing them go back into their new old self. Mm. Like, you see a team that have an identity that they're moving into with quality players and quality coaching and quality looks, and you see them struggle against an old enemy Mm. and... I know this old enemy, as we've mm-hmm. talked about. And then they start coming into themselves again. You think, oh, that's sick. Cool. This second half is ours. You know, if we outscore, we've got the same amount of points that they did in the first half, we've already got two more. Mm. Cool. I'm rationalizing shit here. Now. I like it, but though. It probably makes a pass. They're in. It doesn't even matter what it is. Mm. It, it doesn't matter. They're, they are in. It was an egregious mistake from the, the $4.5 million man. Um, we can rebuild him though. We can, we can rebuild him. This. And that's the beauty of this whole thing. We can mm. rebuild. And that was not something that we looked like we could do against Melbourne last year in the corresponding no, game. No, certainly not three years ago when we were getting blown out by 40 points. Mm. It was 46 to 12 or something like that. But um, I mean, it's... There's been a lot of instances in this, a lot of early like knock-ons, a lot of mm. first half stuff. The second half was quite well, like really well. Oh, it was a vast improvement. Edric Lee seemed like he had like a like sneaky good game as he goes in. Oh, that was Brad my best. But Edric Lee was um, really like on that try line score was absolutely pretty impressive. Like, on Edric Lee's best day, he's honestly one of the smartest rugby league players there is. He can do things yeah. on, on his day. He can do things that most other players wouldn't think about, like yeah. you know, getting that right angle, going over the touchline to get the pass in, or one that he's been especially good at this mm. year is you know taking the high ball, he's, dropping it back to best, that kind of thing. Ed, I it's think, made best look really good, although he mm. does look really good. But Edric Lee is is a very athletic player and mm. uh, incredibly. Like agile, especially in the air. But this um, try that we see in the on the left hand side here, that he gets the ball and gets it clear, it only looks like the only thing stopping him is Pappenhausen's knees. Now I'm glad you brought this up because we were uh, obviously a close game, so points yeah. are at a premium. So an eight point try at this point in the game would have been absolutely huge. I mean, as we saw there, Pappenhausen, the little rat boy, has yeah. clearly slid in with his knees. And uh, and what yeah. a kick from Pong from there as well, by Beautiful. the way. Not you, dude, but the the one that's paid millions of dollars <laughs> to play NRL. But, um, yes, see, I'm on the fence and I'm, I'm willing for you and the viewers, listeners to, mm-hmm. to um, sway me one side or the we other. We love knocking someone off the fence. With the uh, little pappy, as I like to call him. Little, little pappy. Little pappy. Little pappy Pappenhausen. Now, um, to me, pappy Pappenhausen, little pappy, uh, Mr. Hausen, whatever mm. you is, a good Dutch boy. He's a good Dutch boy. Yeah. But he's a small Dutch boy. Now, most Dutch boys, if you look at especially a South African rugby union team... And don't get me wrong, I love looking at the Dutch boys. Love looking yeah. at the Dutch boys. But they're normally very big. Now, Ryan mm. Pappenhausen as a Dutchman is very small. But, but now, he's the flying Dutchman. He's the flying Dutchman. And he's also the latest in that incredible production line that Melbourne seemed to have of just fullbacks on fullbacks on fullbacks. But boy, doesn't he look like a little rat boy. He's See, like this, Munster this is, 2.0. This is the thing. And I'm glad you brought up Munster mm. because I just... Despise Monster. And, oh, he's a despicable human and being. I, I struggle for why I despise him. And I, I think it's... He's a Queenslander. Mm. He's also plays for Melbourne Storm, which I despise. Like, in all of these things. And he and he's is... He's got... 
such a face you want to punch, <clears throat> but I wouldn't because he would beat the shit out of me because he's very athletic. And well, very he's nice. a professional sports person. But something about it, just and, and the shit that he does, man, like just like early in this game, he gets like he, he's on the wrong end of something that Mitchell Pierce. Mitchell Pierce does to Pappenhausen and then he gets he gets up and then he's all joined but the smile on his face it just mm. makes me think Queenslander 4x gold you know years of devastation and this is the new new, new thing and he also sounds See, like he belongs on the Bundy Adams rum. he strikes me as Bundy rum drinker yes I think he injects it straight to his veins <laughs> but this is what I don't think about Pappenhausen Pappenhausen seems like he doesn't get involved in this bullshit he still plays for Melbourne Storm which I hate and I hate him for it but he doesn't seem to get involved in the grubbery besides obviously the knees on Andrew and that's what's swaying me mm. and I don't I haven't seen his birth certificate I feel like this is a very important thing that it's I need very I, he, important. He thing. needs to think. He needs to display me his birth certificate mm. as a constituent of this country. Well, no. To be fair, if you said that to Greg Inglis, that wouldn't have made a difference. See, this is the thing. Is he from Queensland? Because if he's from Queensland, I'll immediately just drive down to his house right now and let's egg his car and just stare at him through the window to make him uncomfortable. Not do anything wrong. I don't want to be recorded at saying I'm just going to stab him or something because I won't. But I will if I have just to. Kind of gaze in the window. I just want to yeah. stare and make him uncomfortable a little bit. <laughs> like, and it'll make me feel a little bit uncomfortable yeah, too, like depending that. on what he does yeah. and how open his windows are. But I think that could work. And then obviously that feeling of uncomfort would spread from him to to his to his teammate to his housemates yeah. to his teammates. Oh, well, more to, down there, I may you as well know, just the whole do it to Melbourne the whole Storm, Storm organization. Good. Yes, I think, yeah, I think we're onto something now. We obviously here on this show, we've been big advocates of t- completely destroying the fabric of the Melbourne Storm Rugby League Club, and now we've got some fresh new ideas on board. From, Mate, you got, know, from uh, Just alumni, he's come back, and he's it's these fresh ideas that the, the Just needed. But You're looking all... at a new Just, ladies and gentlemen, fresh ideas, cool new happenings. It's all happening right here. I'm Joust alumni, but I'm a very specific Joust alumni in that I am Melbourne Storm losses Joust alumni when one of the other co-hosts are away. Hey, there's there's no no mantle like that. Just don't get me on next time they play the Storm because you know that they're going to lose. Just don't organise that in advance. Damn it. Or do organise that. That ruins all the plans. Do organise that for like playoff seating. Mm. And also bet against the Knights. If okay. that's happened, we'll advertise it beforehand if mm. I'm coming if I'm coming back on and that's what's gonna happen. Please gamble responsibly, but we're not your dad, but so do what you want. Smart and cleverly. And if also you have just like win. a little inside tip. Ooh. Just put everything on it. Yeah. Everything on it. Everything. Everything. And also tell us, because we'll put everything on it. We got all these computers here, we can get rid of them. Um, now, but it wasn't all bad out of the game. We've got a couple of hats off to throw out to the to the, uh, to the jousters, to the people that, that love the Knights and, uh, you know, still remaining positive despite the, uh, despite the shit mm. that yeah, we don't there's, like. There's now, a few hats off. It's hard to do it or lost. Uh, look, I, look, honestly, like, my favourite player in the Knights at the moment is, um, is Bradman Best. Oh it, it, tru- it truly is. And um, he's not the best Bradman we've ever seen. But, boy, he's close. But he's... Oh, I mean, look, like, so when, when you think about capturing the hearts of a nation... Mm. He's Bradman's second best at that. And I've fr- got a problem with the, the Bradman best thing. People it's keep the thumb, calling isn't him. It? Well, he does look like a thumb. That doesn't bother me. <laughs> I just. Everyone's calling him Bradman Beast. Really? Yeah. No, that's stupid. It because should be his the, name. His name is, is the. already. Perfect. Are they trying to yeah. do like a beast mode sort of situation? No, but they he just hasn't keep done... calling him that with like beast in all capitals. And I'm just like, his name's already best. Yeah. You don't want to do anything else to Yeah. It. Oh. You know what, man? Like, people shit me. Mm. Like, 
Shut with your opinions. You're listening to this podcast. Listen to mine. It was like Am I when, right or it, what? You're exactly right. Yeah. It was like when Mountain Dew introduced caffeine into their Mountain Dew Energize. Energized. It changed the product entirely. It still was a, buy it. Oh, it's still a fantastic yeah, drink. Yeah, it's great. But it's it's so far off what it used to be. No. So, for, oh, uh, Brad Rimbest, though. Wasn't he fantastic? My and, God. and by the way, I can't wait to listen to everyone's <laughs> mailbag questions later because we really, really, really do enjoy that. And this is, oh, com- this is coming from a Love bagging, yeah. <laughs> and, and a regular sacker. Regular yeah, sacker regular made the sack. Anyway, But yeah. anyway, let's go quickly through some stats. Brad Invest, 153 metres, 68 post-contact metres, one tackle bus, one line break assist. And Fantastic. Tr- this, kid, this kid's incredible. And the, like, just the subtleties of, of the game, like the, the catch and pass that he showed to Edric Lee and, you know, mm. the, the show and go for, you know, whatever he does, he just makes yards. He hit, he takes it real hard out of yardage. He's just... He's a complete package. I think we were talking about it at the pub earlier on that uh, he played, I think, under 16's origin when he was 15. And oh. I, I believe the coach was Danny Badiris. I can't, I can't remember. And they said 15 years is. old, he could be playing first grade. One of and my favourite things to do is to search, instead of just searching like person A's highlights, mm. I search person A's highlights, Titanic music. Yeah. As, as mm. a Google search. And... If you have an internet connection, and I know a lot of our listeners don't, find them a cafe, sit down for a little while, log on to their free Wi-Fi, and Google Bradman Best, State of Origin, Titanic. Titanic. It's incredible. It, it, it blows me away. I, I, lost, I lost my voice because it's absolutely incredible. I think, I think we're about Goose, to... Goosebumps are plenty. We're about to get it up on, this, on, the, uh, on the screen here. So uh, Bradman, uh, Bradman Best, State of Origin, Titanic Music. We're about to get it up here on the screen. And uh, there it is. So um, I, we'll, we'll take a moment of silence. Is Nathan. this music copyrighted though? Uh, no. I don't know if this is the... Who cares? Anyway, we'll, we'll take a moment of silence, Nathan, to hear the, uh, to hear the video. Yeah, By the way, that was like a 120-meter try. Isn't that incredible? incredible. And you know what? In a week where we've lost to the Storm and, you know, it's been a bit tough, you want to know a big fuck you to the Storm? Bradman Best turned him down. You know what's Frank Panisi from the Melbourne Storm expressed interest in Bradman Best and Bradman, being the good young kid he was, he found out about this interest and he called Frank on the phone and he said, Frank, look... And he he was only 17 at the time. He calls Frank and he says, look, Frank... I really appreciate your interest in me coming down to the Melbourne uh, the Melbourne Storm, um, but I want to play for Newcastle. I and want to play for the easy. Knights. And, true gentleman. Oh, true gentleman. And that's actually a true story. I know we take it. We take the piss a lot. And we well, when you said his say name was we Penicia, lie a lot. He said his name was Penicia. I'm like, it sounds a little <laughs> bit like penis. Liam might be leading me on here. Well, no, it is a it's a Mediterranean name. Oh, of course, Penicia. Yeah, Penicia. And uh, yeah, so Bradman, you know, he turned him down, and he's all ours. He's all asked for quite a while, but speaking of all asked for quite a while, I think for me the hats offs also got to go to K Pong. I mean, yeah. Besides the four on two, which you know I think every year they're going to have a birthday for Kale and they're going to show his highlights. They're going to show his good stuff on the screen. I think that they should put that in every year to keep him humble. I think that so four too. On two. I think every like contract negotiation from here on forth should start with him mm. not passing to his right. To the plethora of people beside him, I think you're exactly right, and I think that could be what keeps him grounded, mm. because he needs to be grounded. He's a he's a fantastic player, clearly, yeah, a fantastic you know person off the field, chill as hell. God, I'd love to have a beer with him. I reckon it'd be it'd be good on the piss. But another Lassie great game. Last old pong pong. 154 and, um, meters, 36 post contact, 10 
tackle bus. That's too many. He's not allowed to have that He's many. He's not allowed to have that many, but he did. But he did. He's and not so allowed did my, to, but so he did. So did my partner this week in Supercoach, which wasn't very good, <laughs> but um, it's, all, it's all good. Now, honestly, like, hats absolutely off to him. And I think uh, we also were highlighting Daniel Safidis. We were highlighting Daniel uh, Safidis. Now, he, his second stint was superb. I haven't quite mm. got the numbers on me on me yet, but... Um, yeah, he came on in the second half and he was, he was on a mission. A big part he of the was engine the... room of the Knights, as we uh, mm. often hear from myself and you often talk about. We do. Um, I think as we see him knock a ball on. <laughs> on oh, he did, he did do that. He, he did, did do that. But like, you've got a, a, a guy that's come through and I was talking about him in 2017 mm. and he's still here with the team now and he's still a workhorse and he's still doing what he needs to do. And he's now an origin prop. He is now. And now there was a lot of people very interesting last year who when he got picked for origin said that maybe he didn't and I air quote Jazz fans look at this didn't deserve his spot. But there was no better prop in New South Wales at that point in time given injuries blah 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 blah. But now he's playing himself into the type of form where he'll get picked in origin not because of injury. He'll get picked in origin on his own form. Whereas last year, yeah. he was picked because there was a bit of an injury situation with the front rowers. But it, the, the way he started this year, he'll he'll play himself into an origin jersey on the back of his own performances. And the team performance to, as well. They usually yeah. reward mm. teams. But speaking <laughs> of like playing into form as well, Kurt Mann has had a ripper. Oh. He's, he's, he's been a great utility player for the Knights. Like he really has done well for what he's like what he's been asked of mm. like is, is it like in terms of team players you want a couple of people that just are just there and doing what they need to do mm. and I think Kurt Mann's doing that I think he's doing a great job and it just so happens to be what he is you know being tasked to do is a starting 5-8 like yeah. previously you know you'd say Kurt Mann does his job as a 14 coming on yeah. mucking around having a bit of fun bit of but relief now, from the hooker you but know, now doing all we that can stuff. say that Kurt Mann is a starting 5-8 mm. and he's going out there and he's playing some damned good footy He's exactly. playing some really good footy. I've been very impressed with Kurt Mann. Oh, now, Nathan, if we could just skip back a bit on that video there, Pom, miss uh, a couple of seconds. Oh, this is the um, Finucane. The Finucane. Now, actually, this should be the new name for what this is. It's called the Finucane. It Finucan. should be the Finucane. Mm. When a player is knocked out of play in front of the ball and will not play a part of it, Oh, wait, sorry, that wasn't it at all. I believe it's the next play. But uh, now, Nathan, you're actually... Uh, a lot of our listeners wouldn't know this, but you're a member of the Motion Picture Academy Arts... Mm. Uh, the, sorry, the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences. And Sciences. This is the most important part of it, is the science. It's a science. Yeah. And I now... Was- I was trained by Andy Circus. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with Andy? I'm oh, very familiar with Andy. I loved his work as Smeagol. He was Gollum, yeah. He was Gollum, yep. And Smeagol. And Smeagol. He played two roles in that. I don't do stop Ooh. that. Yeah, now, he doesn't get like, enough credit for that. You know what? And two roles in one movie. Yeah, I know. They're the same person, but the difference of each other. Um, anyway, he's he's also been um, Caesar in the, uh, the Planet of the Apes reboot franchise. And uh, he's... He was in Peaky Blinders <clears throat> too. He was in a lot of things. He was in uh, Black Panther. Oh! Nagy? Oh, shit. <laughs> no, if we talk about your movie, it doesn't mean we have to pay you for anything. <laughs> We're actually making you money. Mm. Have you looked this up? No, I'm not on every week. God. No, we will not retract it. It's called guerrilla marketing, and we're doing it. And speaking of gorillas. Oh, yes. He was in Planet of the Apes. And we're Caesar going back to the subject. Planet of the Apes. Where, yeah, there you go. Oh, man. Segways. Doesn't Amazing. Andy Serkis fantastic? Um, now... <laughs> Excuse me. Speaking of that particular sound, we need to give our hats back on. Now, this was... Uh, the, the hats back on 
was offered in a post that we put up almost immediately post-game that a lot of Knights fans seem to engage with. Now, for our hats back on, we've discussed it, and we've decided that we want to go with not a player, but in fact a match official. A, a man, referee, a if you will. A referee, yeah. who we would refer to to adjudicate the rules, mm. but who adjudicated the rules quite poorly. And, and in the wrong sense. And not in the spirit of the game. He didn't let the boys play. He did not let the boys play. And I am conflicted in this. Mm. And we will touch on this. And maybe this is the Segway King's advice to get into the uh, the listener mail here. But You're too good at this. Ben, <laughs> ben Cummins. Ben Kardashian Cummins. Cummins. Oh. Ooh. Yeah. Because of the comeback story. Yeah. Yeah. You're yeah. aware of it. It's coming on back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. That's the best comeback story ever. Uh, ben Kardashian Cummins um, kind of stitched us up a bit. But, but. Do, you, do you blame it on the referee when there was a poor showing or a subpar showing way through? He made some wrong decisions. There's only one ref on the field at the moment. So, yes, he's at fault. He's the worst. He's disgusting. But... Can you blame him for the result of the match? Now, I'm glad you brought that up because we've got... Um, if you look closely at the face on the man, yes, you can blame him yes. for the match, but... Yeah. I mean, we close your him- mouth in a picture once. <laughs> you know, I know you're running around for ages, but close your dead damn mouth. But um, we've got uh, an interesting one for the mail sack that I'm actually going to push ahead mm. because it's not a question. It push is that a mail statement. sack ahead, please. And usually we don't address statements in the mail sack because there's too many. There's too many statements, but... This one is very, very pertinent. I'm going to use the word pertinent. Lay your sack on me, Nagy. Now, Danny Towell. Danny has put to us, and I I think it um, it warrants discussion. Anyone blaming the refs needs to take a good hard look at themselves. We played with nowhere near the same intensity and energy we have played with in the other rounds. We looked flat and looked scared. No line speed killed us and too much one-out shit. Now, I'm inclined... To lean heavily towards Danny's Danny's point because well, I'm inclined to say that's very easy to say from behind a keyboard, mate. And you know what? <laughs> you should be looking at yourself deep in the mirror. Not only are you correct, but um, there's a lot of that there that we really need to address because I, I feel like the ref did play a part in the loss, but I think I don't think it affected the result. Did, yeah, look, the Knights should and. It's, it's funny. Growing up, you know, I was a bit of a ref's falter. I was yeah. always happy to blame the ref. Yeah. And I was always happy to say, oh, it's his fault that we didn't win. And it got to the point where I believe it was the 2015 uh, Newcastle third grade grand final. Oh, we remember that all. I happened fondly. to come in second place in that grand final. And I went to throw my medal in the bin. And you know what my dad said? He said, don't you throw that in the bin. I said, why not? And he said, because you did a good job. And yeah. I said, but not good second, enough. Not good second enough. does not mean shit. <laughs> no. No. But you were so, in it, and I was um, probably, I don't know, digging in a sandbox somewhere. Yeah, I don't know. But, but, uh, but, I but at dig- least I didn't lose the game. But I digress. <laughs> I blamed the uh, the referee for losing that game. Yep. And I drank heavily because of it. However, I learned later on to accept uh, with a bit more grace that you need to be better. You need to perform better so that such situations will not dictate the result of the game. I now, think we can have this conversation <laughs> if Ponga makes that right pass. Exactly. I think we can have that conversation mm. if Sione Matatia doesn't knock it on three times in the first half mm-hmm. down the bottom. Like, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot of stuff that come into it first, and discipline is a big part of it. Mm. They let it down. We played against the competition that we thought they were going to beat us, 
and then the ref decision came into play. Exactly. Now, it, it, and it's a very good point. You know, it's um, you've just got to be better. <laughs> <laughs> yes, let's. We're just having not? a bit of fun with the soundboard over there. I really wish we still had the soundboard here. Oh, um, but yeah, you know, like at a. Blaming the ref is okay and it's fine and it's whatever. But at the same time, your team just needs to be better. Yep. Manly from the week before. Now, listener, just listeners, I want you to record this moment, save it to your brain, save it to your, your phone, save it as something because I'm never, ever in... Yeah, put it in your veins because I'm never going to use this sentence again. Manly were robbed. Two weeks ago, the bloody... The thing against Parramatta with the four... Up, yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah. that that is the kind of refereeing decision where you can truly say that lost you the game. However, I would say in the case of Mr. Cummins and the Melbourne versus Newcastle game, I would say that Newcastle just had to play better. They didn't have to get the right calls. They just had to play better. I think if you whittle the whole argument that we've just had here is Melbourne Storm are always going to get the benefit of the whistle while Cameron Cameron Smith is playing. And if you don't play up to the level, you're going to lose. Mm. There's nowhere else in this. No, Absolutely. And moving on. I mean, you can talk about the refs more, but the team didn't win. So let's move on. And let's move to something to more important. Another question from a listener about the Miners jersey. <clears throat> now, the Miners jersey, I'm, I'm glad we're cutting to the uh, to the question earlier on this because we'll we'll go back to the uh, the Broncos game after. This, but this, this is a Matt Stork. Matt Stork. I quite like this question. Enemy of the <clears throat> show, as I'm led to believe. <laughs> no, different. We only have like a We have of no enemies. enemies. Well, yeah, well, that's not what you said in the pub, but that's uh, Well, cool. all the mainstream media, they're our enemies. We are, oh, yeah. <laughs> we're guerrilla media. We're fighting yeah. against them. But Matt Stork asked a very good question. Uh, it's meaning aside, do you guys like the Miners jersey and its lack of red and blue? I'm going to go out there on a limb and I'm going to say I like it. Yeah. I do like it. Yeah, I hate it. Um, for, for, for the reason, not only does it not look like the Knights, I it mean, doesn't. I understand it, but they... It also doesn't look like a proper high-vis uniform. Exactly right. They're, they're doing two things completely but wrong. both of <laughs> them. Miss both. But what I hate most about it is they decide to use it in the most opportune times. Oh. I've seen them wear it against the Tigers, and I've seen them wear it against the Broncos. Both teams look like... This jersey, they as fe- you can see that's here. That's it. They feature heavily kind of yellowy, yeah. orange-type colours. and it yeah. Just, yeah. You're right, though. I like wear, wear it against the Seagulls and just like really yeah. fight back against the Silver the silver Spoon guys also, saying, we're blue collar, we're going to wear the mining. Look at Josh King on the left there. Boy, isn't that a name you haven't heard in a while? Josh King. I haven't heard his name in a while. But I haven't heard many people named Josh recently, <laughs> let alone Josh King. We've got one right here on the producing team. Oh, well, yeah, he just set me. He just wiped my chair down when I walked how, in and I just sat down on it. I wonder how Josh King's going these days. I think uh, oh, Josh King is a bit of a funny one. He was always going to be an origin time mm. reserve, but now there's no origin. Maybe uh, if he had an afro, he could be like his brother Matt and make the uh, the Australian side. Who he knows? Could do, and yeah, then throw that exactly. beautiful overhead volley uh, for New South Wales it. in the we state of origin. Didn't we love Matt King? He's got three games in that origin uh, game, I believe. Three 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 tries in one origin game. I mean, no, yeah. he scored three, three games, games in one game. <laughs> That's three he managed games. to cram three games. It was incredible. It's it's never, never been, been done seen before. since. Never been Nor done since, before. No. Um, yeah. But yeah, look. Next time we get some Broncos, this is impossible to pick. Because what the hell are the Broncos doing this year? They're losing by 61 week. They're losing by 57 the next week. All being really They're losing by and... like 10 points the next yeah. week. They're getting close to a win, but also they're not because they're shit. They're so shit. And they looked decent last week against they the Seagulls. They looked decent. They looked decent. It was strange. Against the Seagulls team that I have mixed feelings about mm. because they, uh, on paper, a red hot team. 
To be but fair, they though, a couple done, of injuries. They yeah, had exactly. no Marty Tapao. They had no. Well, yeah, Marty Tapao goes off. I think. Yeah, but they go off early, but they still got the the T brothers, the T bones, mm. and you the know they're still like a good team. But I look, I don't want to get ahead of myself here. I like this year for the Knights against Brisbane because every other year in the past, I would have picked Brisbane. Mm. From when I say every other year, I think from my first. 15 years of life from 91 to 2006. I think the Broncos were one of the most amazing they were forces the, they in were rugby the league. Team. They, yeah. were the, they were the globetrotters of rugby league. They were. They had all the stars. They had all the Queensland players. Yeah. And so, yeah, we're, we're men of similar age. And so growing up, we experienced the same era of Broncos dominance. Yeah. And it's not until you think about it. They, they won their last combo in 2006. That's 14 years ago. That's fourteen correct. years ago. That's... They made the they made the grand final in twenty fifteen, but that's a blip. That was Wayne coming back. He did good for one year, and then he left again. But it just seems like the Broncos are completely and utterly devastated well, this compared is what to what not, they used to be. This I don't is know what what's happened. Doesn't happen to the Knights because they paid so much for Milford, and we're paying a heap for Ponga. Mm. So I hope it's not a reflection of what's going to happen in four years from now. In 2024, the Knights aren't going to be the Brisbane Broncos of the mm, league. Yeah. But I mean, they've got like McCulloch leaving and joining the Knights is going to be a big game for him. Mm-hmm. And we have Fitzy coming back. That was a burp. Fitzy's coming back. That's going to be Loves good. Loves a burp, Fitzy does. Yeah, he does. Big fan of the show. Big woo, former guest of the show. Yeah, yeah. We he were, I was in before Fitzy, but he that's heard, fine. Oh no, you, you blazed the trail. <laughs> If it wasn't for you, we would not have had Fitzy. I'll say yeah, that. Well, yeah, that's if, on if the it record. wasn't for Aiden Guerra, it wouldn't be for Ponga or Fitzy or any of the guys. <laughs> so I feel like this time, I can confidently say the Knights are going to destroy the Broncos. Which we wouldn't have said in the past, would we, I Nathan? I've never said it before. Okay. Um, all right. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we've got distracted. Let's quickly cut to the mail sack. Uh, now, let's start with uh, Katrina O'Brien. Uh, she's been very impressed with Coach O'Brien. Her namesake, quite obviously. I believe it's uh, Adam's sister writing in. But in uh, her opinion, this week's game against the Broncos will show how far we've really come this season. Thoughts? I love it. I think it's fantastic. (laughs) Um, I don't think the Broncos will be as much as a litmus test as the Raiders and the Storm were because the Broncos have been so average this season. But um, But you need to put a team away like the Broncos as to separate yourself from the rest of the league. Mm. Like if the Broncos are what we think they are, you need to beat them and beat them well. Mm. Like, that's the same thing as a, a, as a Titans or a, something along those lines of mm. Bulldogs. The Roosters have proved to do this in the past. If the Knights want to be at the same table and not the kids' table anymore, they need to do something similar to mm. what a Roosters or a Raiders or someone else would do in that situation. And just be fantastic. And just and just put them to the sword. Why be not? Be fantastic. They're Queenslanders the again. Sword. I really... I don't know if I've said it enough how much I hate Queenslanders, but just... See, this is why we get you on them. the show, Nathan, because you get us. You understand us. I am you. You are us. Look at me. You are I am us. you, but without a hat on. <laughs> like, let's just do that. Now, um, Katrina, yes, great question. And also, if you could get your brother Adam to come on the show, that would be absolutely fantastic. Um, let's see. Danny, tell Gavin Morton asks. Thank you very much for your question, Oh, the Gavin. mortician. Here the he mortician. is. The mortician. Do you think the Knights' 32-year streak of only ever losing a match because of the rest will ever be beaten? I would say, Gavin, shut up because Gus Gould's five-year plan worked out great. So <laughs> don't shit on the Knights. Yeah. Uh, I'll, add to, I'll add to that. When they have a 20-year run like the Storm do, <laughs> they can use the ref as an ex- like an excuse yeah. like the Storm 
do. <laughs> Until we get there, we won't have that excuse. Now, and let's go. Let's call it the last, last question for the night. Why? Up from Erling Grunhog, the Duke, dear friend of the show, the Duke. Uh, why is it that all sports codes have these two flawed sets of rules in place? If, number one, if we win, the lads fought hard and showed true spirit. Two, if they lose, the ref is a fuckhead and the game is rigged. Now, Duke, I'd like to say that I think that comes from the classic Australian, uh, you know, what the, the thirst to win, the thirst to be the best. You mm. know, we're, we're a nation of, of scrappers. We're a nation of competitors. Mm. We're a nation who, in the 90s, we were so good at sport, we won everything. But since then, we haven't won dick. But what I will say is that for, for Duke, it's easy. If you win, you can say, yeah, the lads fought hard and showed true spirit because it's easy to say because you just got two points. doesn't matter if you played like the worst piece of, you know, of a turd ever. If you won, you can say the lads, you know, showed true spirit. If you lose, it's so easy. You blame the ref. You say that man wronged us. That man who was meant to be the boss. He was meant to be the, the adult figure. He was meant to be the man. And he let us down. Let us down. And it's so easy. It's just, it's just such an easy route for fans to take. We've got to remember that history is also written by the victors. Oh, and God, in this Ryan, situation, that's a bunch of bullshit. Don't get, don't get me started. This we one. ain't writing a, shit, all right? This comes from up. the guy that's last name is right. We ain't writing shit until we start winning, all right? So, <laughs> There's like, a whole other podcast we, about that. We sentence. can keep blaming ourselves but until you start winning and you start getting in there. It's going to be a whole different story. The guys showed promise. They're going to beat the Broncos. Easily. Let's move on and let's not do the same thing against the Storm when we see him in the finals. And you know what let's do? Let's go to the pub. Let's watch footy at the Commonwealth Hotel. Yes. And let's have ourselves some damn good times in yes. the lead up to when are the finals now? I don't even it know. Who cares? It's but let's bring back like, Monday Night Football. Let's oh, do it. I want Monday, Monday Night, Night Football back so much. And Aiden Tolman, please, if you have anything that you can ever do in your power to do this and Laguna Public School <laughs> or wherever your child goes to, please... Monday Night Football is the one small joy that I'm looking forward to. <laughs> Please make it happen. Aiden, Please. Come on, mate. We'll, uh, Aiden Tolman. Mr. Tolman. Aiden, Mr. Tolman. He's a son of the Hunter Valley. I believe he was a Sky Thoroughbred. So I might be his son. I well, don't know. We, we both have red beards from the Hunter Valley. Again, it's a whole big thing. We all this, uh, mm. you know, we all have this. Um, and yeah, we'll call Aiden. We'll put in a call to him. But Please. ladies and gentlemen, that's it for the Jazz this week. Thank you so very much for joining us. You can find us on Instagram, SoundCloud, uh, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. Spotify, YouTube. Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, probably some weird line In between wire. you cash, couch cushions and shit. <laughs> and, uh, you know, when you get a real gross coaster at the park, yeah. turn it over. Yeah. We'll be there, but not me because it's snaggy next week. What about LimeWire, Josh? Can we put our episodes up on LimeWire? It's already there. It's already there. But Thank you'll you have much. the wrong title. It'll be <laughs> yeah. like, um, Night's Podcast, new one, XXXXX, <laughs> like extra special, good time. Chris Brown, underscore, underscore, And you'll be downloading a virus. Newcastle. And uh, yeah, yeah, look, don't download anything we send you from LimeWire. It will not be a legitimate podcast. Don't do it. We don't endorse LimeWire, but we, we'll get it up on there anyway. So ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for joining us on this particularly special episode of The Joust with our alumni, Nathan Wright, coming back from the dead. We all thought he was gone, but he's back. I'm back, baby. And it won't be the last time. Good night, Thank Jousters. You, Good night. And good night to you.